episode 79 slam city guys Ray more here mr mac on this hot day in new york city don't complain about the weather it's Stop hot in this, it's hot in this room man that's no one that's a byproduct of it being warm outside just well, why enjoy I, it it's may and it's not even june yet i'm afraid june's gonna be like 90 to 100 see cold weather you complain <laughs> warm weather you complain Stop it. We have a guest. We, we can't act like this in front yeah, of Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, and this is because the NBA playoffs is here as well. So if you can just introduce yourself and what you do. Hey, guys. It's Count on Vic here, a.k.a. Vic Dallas, a.k.a. Notorious VIC, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> people, call me, people call me anything these days. Um, so basically i don't know i do everything i do a little bit of everything and people always ask me what do you do i'm just you know you can call it a basketball nba insider um i do a lot of work for brands you know for jordan nike levi's stuff like that i work with a lot of athletes um and most of the time i'm just in the gym with these guys honestly some players i don't even know like i'm just (laughs) I'm just there in the background doing some, getting some content. Uh, which players do you look at specifically like in the gym? Like the, is, like a, I think I saw a picture with you and Carmelo one time, I believe. If I'm not yeah. Mistaken. Melo's gym last summer um, at Sky. That was, a, that was a fun experience. So it was Melo, a lot of guys coming in and out, like Westbrook, Harden, you know. We even had KD one day and – Braun flew in. It was it was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot going on last summer, and this summer is going to be even crazier. Yeah. Why is that? Um, I can't really say. I knew it. I knew. I knew it. I knew there was going to be some insider information that somebody really who's just around all of a sudden decided <laughs> not to tell us. I knew I it. I really knew say. it. I can't confirm. Um, you know, Chris Brickley, who's. Uh, basketball genius and and works with all these guys you know he, he's out here and you know everyone comes out here especially in the summer late summer for fashion week as much as these nba players love fashion and are interested you know in getting as much as they can done during that week um they always find time to you know just come in and work out and um just you know play like we had i think 12 12 NBA stars one day. So oh, they had wow. to like yeah, they had to sub in like Bella was like on the <laughs> sideline waiting. Sub. <laughs> yeah, sub in. No. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. We can take a break. <laughs> That's probably what they yeah. did, right? <laughs> um uh, Yeah, it's like a fun it's like a fun uh environment. You know, it's a little stressful cuz it is fashion week, so you know, yeah. it goes gym at 11 and they basically stay for two or three hours and then you know everyone kind of splits they do like fashion week stuff um we went to um, this tiana taylor thing with shump last year and then Uh, don't mention you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) i'm just not a fan of shumper don't tell him i said that to him i'm just i'm just i'm just I'm kind of like heartbroken at the same time because he was a Nick, but it's just like he didn't improve, so it kind of disappointed me. So, yeah. I, listen, I get that. You know, he's he's had a lot of struggles right now, like with his health, and yeah, he's healthy. He said he's done with with doctors and all that. So hopefully, you know, if I if if I see him this summer, 
he'll be in better spirits because he was just so upset that he got hurt to the point where you know he couldn't even like help out any team on any type of level so that's a good question where is he now team wise team wise uh so he was with the kings i'm not sure what his contract is like now i think i think it's done actually so um you know if he if he works out this summer and if he has any type of you know contract negotiations then you know we'll see and we'll we'll, we'll go from there but um, I'm happy for him because he's he says he's healthy now, so that's good. That's good to hear. So you know, since you were, I think you, I think one day you were on the TNT crew side in the background. Am I correct? Yes, that was last week. <laughs> yeah, that was last week. So yeah, I wanted to ask you because you know, I think this week there was a everybody made a big conversation about Chuck and um, Shaq about this whole coaching relationship thing with the Rosen and Casey who just got fired today, by the way. Um, but. I think I was on Chuck's side in the sense that, actually not Chuck's side, I was on Shaq's side actually because I was like, if you're not playing well as a star, I can't let you be out there and costing us to win. So, you know, you had to be on the, on the bench. But Chuck was saying, you know, you can't do that because you're disrespecting your all-star and star player. What, what do you, which side are you on exactly with that? Well, here's the thing. Um, this Raptors team was was a force like all season yeah i think everybody felt that everybody kind of um got past everything that has happened up until now all the previous seasons since 2013 them making the playoffs every year and just not being able to get past you know whatever is happening Mm -hmm. so um you know everyone had hope and then something happens like there's a switch that goes off and they just like i've never seen anything like this like how do you have a guy like DeRozan, who's been killing it all season come in and have like eight points in a playoff game against the Cavs? like you just that just doesn't happen you know like something happens mentally there like it, ha- it has to be that because these guys were healthy unless something like a story comes out and DeRozan <laughs> was going through something, you know, um, like with his body. I don't think there was a reason for him not to show up. And it's like one of those things that happened to LeBron in 2011. Yeah. You know, obviously the Mavs team was a lot better. I don't think this Cavs team was that much better than the Raptors team. Like, when the Raptors show up and and DeRozan and Larry are giving you 50 points a game combined, they're a force. It is what it is. But when they come in and give you 20 combined, that's just not going to cut it. No, it isn't. You know, coaching decisions, like like the DeRozan one, for example, in this case, you know, I kind of have to go with, I kind of have to go with Chuck because it is disrespectful. You know, DeRozan isn't giving you what you need, but you have nothing to lose at this point. You just you just keep him in and and and, and wish for the best. Like there's no reason. Would you bench LeBron? Absolutely not. I don't care if LeBron has two points all game and it's the fourth quarter and you're down by thirty. LeBron is if LeBron wants to be in the game, he's in the game. 
Well, I mean, if, if it were me and if I were LeBron, I mean, you got two points and it was the fourth quarter and down by 30. I think I would just not play him anymore at this point. I'm just like, <laughs> like you're down by 30. I, listen, I, underst- I understand that. But if the player wants, if your all-star wants to be in and feel some type of way about it, then just, then just let him play, you know? But then I feel like if Casey did that, NBA Twitter and everybody else would be criticizing him for you know like exactly what you said being down 20 points and leaving in a guy for no reason yeah exactly which is why I I agree with um like I'm with with Shaq if the dude's not performing you sit him and maybe it'll light a fire under his butt maybe it'll get him going maybe he'll sit down and reflect but here's my thing as someone who's been coaching you for all these seasons if you don't have it on that night or something's going on, like, okay, I'm listening to you and you're saying, you know, after killing it all year, there's no reason why he would come in and do that. I'm pretty sure the coach is thinking the exact same thing. I'm pretty sure Casey is sitting there going, yo, what's wrong with you? What's the problem? What's wrong with you? I don't know how to fix this because I've never seen this before. I don't know what's wrong with you. Sit down. And, and unless we can fix it, sit down. And I, I think as a coach... You're not coaching to lose, so yeah. you're doing everything you can to get him back. You know, to get him to get him uh, back to where he needs to be for you to win. And if he's it's not there, then he's just a detriment. And if he's a detriment, then sit him down. I'm a Knicks right. fan. You know how many detrimental players I I sit through who are just out there like for no reason. Jarrett Jack, uh, uh, all these other point guards we've had who are no threat offensively whatsoever. Sit down. Lance Thomas always finds himself on the floor. Sit down. This is awful. Sit down. And that's that. I think I, I don't think any player should be above being benched. And I think what separates LeBron from all these other people is the fact that when he doesn't have it in one way, he finds it someplace else. So he's not a detriment to the team. Right. He's still defending. He's still passing. He, he'll, I, he'll break shots, but you. he'll do other things. That he'll still defend really, really good. So I mean, yeah, for me, it's just different. I, I, I see what you're saying, but anybody can get. If you're not performing or producing, I just I don't. But now Casey is fired. Be you think Casey was fired behind that, or do they no? Just, uh, I mean, no. It, I think it was the, it's the end result. Yeah, end result. I mean, also the back that three straight years you can't be LeBron, and it's like you know. Uh, you have to do something. If it's the players, if it's not the players, it's the coach. But then it's gonna be the players next. I mean, for all we know, they might break this stuff, this thing up, and have the Rosen be traded or something. They gotta do something because they're not going anywhere facing LeBron. Yeah. Well, we'll see if he even stays in the East Coast. <laughs> well, that too. Well, speaking of which, where do you think LeBron's gonna be? You think he's actually gonna stay with Cleveland after this season, or he's gonna leave? I think you know. Everyone always asks me this, uh, if I know anything, if I hear anything. Um, from what I know is it depends on how this season ends. Interesting. I don't think it's, you know, it's a given that he, he's out. Um, as far as I can tell, you know, the Cavs and LeBron's, um, you know, people... Yeah, cannot. There's no way. It's 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 like a great relationship. I can't confirm nor deny, but <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's a it, it's you know like all butterflies and sunshine. <laughs> you know? Um, 
because of obvious reasons, obviously. But I think I think he's just gonna I think he's gonna take some meetings and I think he's gonna do it quietly without people knowing. There was no like decision three point oh. Yeah. Um I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, definitely different the way he approaches it, but um I think he's get, if they lose, he's gonna take some meetings and he's gonna consider being out. You know, I, I think he's moving, Kawhi's moving. You know, if they lose, LeBron is out. Speaking no, no, of no, Kawhi, wait, 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 wait. No. Oh. Now, if 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 LeBron goes, where is he going? Our our running talk right now is, I mean, realistically, it's Houston or Philly. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna go someplace where he needs to completely. Rebuild. I think he's gonna stay in the East. So I would say, I would probably say, he's he stays. If he stays in the East, it's gonna be probably Philly. Yeah, because like I can't see him. I would go to the West though. I would go to. I would go play with Houston. If they lose. Is yeah. that factor in LeBron's decision in your opinion if if Houston loses this Okay, series? if Houston if Houston makes it to the finals or takes this to 7, yeah. why would they change up anything? They just they just work on their shit, they get better. Simple. Nah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, no, I I, why you. would you need why would you need to add a whole ass LeBron? Like for, for the exact same reason that Golden State added a whole ass Durant. Like and they yeah, they, they won 73. They didn't they I don't think no. they needed him. Uh I don't think they, they needed, needed Durant. They just got him and that was a slaughter. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. They don't need him and I think it's going to the balance is just going to be so off. Then why is everyone why is anyone watching the East then? <laughs> What's, what's in the East? I'm watching for Porzingis. That's yeah, what I'm watching I mean, for. <laughs> when has anybody ever cared about that when they're trying to win a ring? Like, LeBron's mm-hmm. not considering the health of the NBA when he does the things he does. He, I mean, that, once he went that, to, But, you know, I, I, Chris Paul wanted to come to the Lakers, and, you know, everybody complained, starting with Dan Gilbert. And you know and, that guy got fired, right? <laughs> that and, guy got and, fired. And David Stern, and David Stern, and they didn't let it happen because they were like, oh, it's an imbalance. It's basketball reasons. We basically don't want the Lakers to have all the star power. Yeah, and that's, that's something that's never happened and never It will before, never happen again. Yeah, fact. it'll never happen again, which means LeBron is free and clear to go wherever he wants. And I, I think if Durant can go from a team that took Golden State 7 to a team that just won 73 games and nobody can stop it, LeBron can definitely run over to go play with one of his best friends in the business and Chris Paul and and finish out his career in Houston and maybe rack up at least, at least, at least one more ring. Okay. At least. Fair. Fair. That's, you know, when... Chris Paul and Harden were here and they were playing. The, the reason, the main reason they came here was to see if, like, the talks were happening about Melo. Like, they wanted Melo mm-hmm. really badly. Like, Russ was just there to, because, you know, he's the homie and then they were playing with him and it was cool. Russ mm-hmm. wasn't there to be like, yo, Melo, they were there for that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So. You know, I thought he should have went to Houston. Yeah, I would have, I would have gone they, to Houston they rather than go play with OKC. I think, I think he would have been a way better. Right, fit. but guys, this was a trade, right? Like, oh yeah, that's right. He had to say okay to which team, but it was still a trade. They still needed to get something back. So the Knicks really tried for him, as far as I know, for the Rockets. It just didn't work out, and then oh. the second option, the the the, the, the second OKC came into the picture. It was like, oh, Russ and PG, yeah, okay, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. 
but that didn't and work out as well. But it's a bad right. fit. It's it's, it's and, just and a bad fit. Exactly, but they thought it was a great fit, and also Melo was killing it at the jam, like in the summer. The hoodie Melo thing was going on. <laughs> Russ Mello. was happy, you know. Russ came in all happy and shit, and then um, literally the day before he gets traded, I see Melo, and he's like smiling at me. <laughs> all like he, he was usually like super, like more serious, and he'd be like, "Yo, what's up?" But like serious. And then all of a sudden he's smiling at me and he's like all sweaty and he's like, oh, hug. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, you're happy for no reason. <laughs> and then literally, <laughs> literally guys, the next morning he like gets traded. So, you know, you, you never know in this business. I feel like I'm gonna be there this summer. I'm probably gonna overhear things, see things that I, I probably can't talk about. But if, if there's anything happening, I will definitely drop some hints um but let's see let's see who comes through like it's it's different mm-hmm. every every day lebron's know? contract is up wade's contract is up oh god here comes the theory peachy's con- paul uh not paul george cp3's contract is up here comes the theory no well I, okay <laughs> and uh and uh wade's contract is up i'll tell her but now i'm gonna i i've changed that theory since then okay here was my here was my original thought I know the Banana Boat crew all wanted to play together before their careers ended. I know they all wanted to be on the same team. I knew there were only two markets that could hold uh, that many players at the same time where someone would have to take a pay cut, but they could make up for it in advertising dollars. It was either going to be New York or L.A. And if they wanted, if those four won a championship for New York, they would go, they would just be legends. They would be basketball gods for the rest of their lives. And everybody would have a solid uh, legacy. I don't think that's happening anymore. I thought it. I thought there was a chance it could happen. I don't think it's happening anymore. Not with all the success that Houston is having. So now I just see like one of these guys trying to play with one of the other ones. I, I don't know. I think can can Melo go to Houston if LeBron doesn't? If LeBron goes to the East, can Melo stay in the West and go to Houston? Here's what Melo's gonna do. Melo's gonna opt in and take his money. <laughs> Now, if they're gonna, I don't see anything else happening. If they, they is an OKC. If the Thunder buys them out, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Mel is gonna give up twenty eight million dollars. Yeah, I yeah. think he, I don't, th- I don't think he should. Um, you know, whether he can perform at a twenty eight million dollar level, then that's a whole different story. But you know, as a player like of that caliber, you can't have a ring literally the league and and your team that you played for for seven years in your peak years didn't let you win anything they just didn't make the environment like you know appropriate for winning so if i'm mellow i'm pissed mellow's pissed like mellow at this point is like if i can have a ring and nothing is working for me i don't want to come off the bench mellow has an ego he has a fucking ego like he sees himself as an elite player. He wants, you know, creative, monetary, and business control in anything he does. Any venture in his life, the way I see it, that's how he is. So, you know, he's also a man like he he's from New York. He's been here for a really long time. He, like, developed from, like, this kid with, um, you know, with the... I don't know, just like kind of like, oh, it's all chill 
to you know to like a real man like he is interested in art he loves fashion he's worked with valentino like he attends fashion week in paris you know what i mean like this he doesn't play around Mm -hmm. so he sees himself as you know i'm caliber a like i'm the highest there is i don't have a ring but i'm still with the i'm still with those guys like i'm mentioned with those guys so he won't come off the bench so what do you do like what do you guys think you do with someone like that um well in my opinion i think at this point in his career now nah, nah, i could be wrong you know maybe maybe the fit kind of messed him up but at this point i felt like for okc to be successful i thought it would be best for him to come off the bench only because i just felt like the bench really didn't have any scoring and i felt like he could have been a good six man for them and i'm not saying he was gonna suddenly just be a bench player and then not being like a final into the game i think you know i'm not saying that but i'm saying like he could have come off the bench, made them better, and then he could have been in the closing minutes as like a six-man, whatever, Wes or Westbrook and Paul George. But, I mean, I just felt like a couple of things factor into them losing, especially against Utah. It was the coaching. It was, um, I guess you could say it was ego in some ways. But also, I just felt like the matchup wasn't really successful with them. And I thought OKC would win, actually, against the Jazz. But it just proved me wrong that Utah had a good coach and Donovan Mitchell went off and then, you know, Rudy Gobert and those guys, they were playing well. So... I know Carmelo is probably saying himself, yeah, I'm not a bench player, but it's not what's best for him. I mean, maybe it's just best for what the team is, and I think that's why a lot of people look at him and say, oh, he can't be a team player because this is all about him, and, and I get it. You, you, and as an athlete, you have an ego, and you want to be confident in yourself. I mean, look at Matt Harvey. He says the same thing, and now he's not on the Mets anymore. <laughs> now he's in some other team. But I think at some point, you got to look at yourself realistically and say, what can I do to make the team better? And I felt like him being a six-man would have made the t- OKC much better. I just think that's coaching, and that too, yeah. I just think there's, I think there's a big, bigger chance of them possibly switching the coach out because haven't they had the same coach all this time? We have for two years, so right now, yeah, it might it might be looking at. I mean, the Knicks entertained a lot of different coaches who would probably be able to make those three pieces work a, a lot smoother. Um, that's true. I think uh, Black, I think could have pulled it off over there. I think. Um, Jackson might be able to do a better job than with, Billy with those three than, than Billy Donovan. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, so, what do you what do you think? I mean, that's just my opinion. But what do you think? I think you know. I see. I see what you guys are saying about the coaching. Um, you know, I flew out there in December um, before they kind of. There was a time, a period of time, like a phase where they, it seemed like they got it together, right? So I went right before that happened. And they weren't really gelling, but you know what? I was like, Russ, you know, Russ and Mel are my guys, and you know, I've always been a PG fan. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go out see, see what's good. So I planned um, this OKC Spurs game, and I went out to Oklahoma for the first time in my life. It was a complete culture shock. <laughs> um, it's pretty crazy there, and um, I'm sitting right behind the bench, and you know, I noticed little things where you know Melo just sits there with his um with his towel on his head doesn't really ever participate in the in the huddle or really like seems to listen to the coach I don't know what it is Russ is like also like sitting at the end of the bench um very minimal communication in that sense and PG is kind of like 
I want like he looks like the, the little kid who wants to like prove it to his older brothers. <laughs> That's kind of what it looked like. And I was like, yo, there's something they're not I looked at my friend who was with me and I was like they're not gelling, right? It's not just me. There's something here. And then um and then you know they they managed to win the game. It was a depleted Spurs team, but it's still the Spurs. And they managed to win the game at the end. But I was like, this doesn't seem like it's... It, this doesn't look like, you know, 2011 Heat, like, even in the beginning. Um, so, you know, I kind of agree with the coaching thing. I agree with, you know, certain rotations. They lost Robertson in the middle of the season. Yeah, that hit them a lot, I think, yeah, in my definitely. opinion. <laughs> I think was, it changed that was, everything. That was an yeah. underrated... Uh, an underrated loss. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't think people factor in how big of a how big of a deal that was. Yeah. Definitely, you know, because um, they were really good with him. Like that was that that phase that came after. Like right after I left, actually in December, I was like, oh, I feel like they're kind of getting it together. And then they were winning. Then they beat the Warriors, and I was like, oh, this looks good. Um, but. But I don't know, you know, I, I love Westbrook, I love Russ, he's he's a really intense guy, and, you know, like, that's what you see on, on TV, but if he, like, he's a really, he's a really nice person, like, he's a good person, so, I don't know, I, I'm like, it, it's hard to really criticize these guys after you meet them, because then you're just like, I don't know. <laughs> But uh, I got to ask you this question because, you know, you saw them and you know how they were with, like, being on the bench together and everything. Ha- have you seen other te- – well, like Houston, for instance. Have you seen, like, Chris Paul and James Harden? Have you seen those guys and how they gel together are much different than what Westbrook, George, and Anthony have been going through? Yes. You know why? It's You know why it's different? Because Chris Paul is is a beast in terms of he will get in your face and – if there are things that he thinks, he, first of all, his basketball IQ is insane. Yeah. Um, you know, PG, Mello, and Russ all know basketball really well, but Russ is still going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. <laughs> That's true. Mello is going to be absolutely the same. If he sees a shot, he's going to shoot it. Doesn't matter who's behind him, in front of him. It don't matter. Like, that's just what it is. And and PG is, you know, he's he's a smart basketball player. But again, it doesn't always um, resonate with the rest of the team, right? Like I said, the gelling part. Mm-hmm. I, I think there was a, a point um, earlier in the playoffs where, where, you know, there was a video of Chris Paul, like, really, like, getting in, in Harden's face. Not yelling at him, but just, like, telling him, like, yo, bro. This, was this it right after Harden did that little dance? Right. So this and this and this. Yeah, like. That's Chris Paul, though. He's very vocal. I, I feel like Kobe has said that in, in um, at some in some some summer. I feel like it was uh, they were talking about Lakers Clippers or whatever, and they asked Kobe about it, and they said, you know, Chris is my guy, and he's such a he's such a force on the court. Like he's very vocal. You know, he gets in your face at All Star too. Like when Chris is on all, like previous All Star games, when Chris is on the floor everyone everyone gets to eat like he just he just makes it happen so in terms of like that point god um you know kind of nickname they gave him they're absolutely right 
And I think it's making Harden better. I think it's making the team better. But also, they're so much deeper. Who yeah, does you have on the bench? They have no one. You have, like, first of all, let's talk about Clint Capella's the defense. OKC has no one to even do that. You know what I mean? So It's true. That's why I said Melo should be off the bench. I'm just, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to hit his ego, but I'm like, just make the team better, at least, going forward. But he never, they never really even got the idea to do that. I mean, a lot of people were saying that, but... I don't know. That's just my opinion. Everybody's different. And, you know, I understand Melo's standpoint. I was a Melo fan when he was in New York. But, like, still, I just thought the team would be better if he came off the bench. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And speaking of the conference finals, though, you have uh, Houston and Golden State. Now, there's some stats here that I think will be interesting to hear. Uh, if you look at th- these two teams, you know, they're like the juggernauts of the Western Conference, of course. But, you know, since, like, I think right here... The Warriors rank first in offense at 112, and the Rockets are second at 112.23 or something like that. And literally, if they made one more shot before then, they would be number one offense. And But here's a good stat, and I think a lot of people don't don't see this, but the Warriors are third in passes per game, and the Rockets are 30th. The Warriors oh, are 20th wow. in isolation, and the Rockets were first. The Warriors fir- were first in off-ball screens, and the Rockets were 30th. So looking at this matchup, I think we, we all kind of saw throughout the beginning of the season that was going to happen. Who do you have coming out of this matchup? Do you have Golden State going back to the finals, or you have Houston having some run and, and willing themselves going in, going to the finals? Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about this round and how Harden wasn't really regular season Harden. Yeah. Um, you know, I think someone had the stats, had the the number of points he had compared to you know, what he was averaging in the regular season, like, oh, this is your MVP. Um, you know, I think that's unfair uh, to, to, to judge him just based on one round, especially when your team is winning and maybe you don't need to put in as much. Um, I think against the Warriors, he absolutely needs to. He has to. It, it can't be another, you know, 2011 finals Harden. Like, I mean, 2012, we don't want to see that, right? Like, <laughs> Unless my your name man is disa- Golden State, then my you definitely want to see that. Yeah, my man disappeared. So, um, you know, I think he's evolved. He's a different player now. It's it's a lot on him, and I feel like now he has, like I said, he has Chris to get in his face and kind of tell him they have to play off of each other. Like it is what it is. Like people gave a lot of shit to Kobe and Shaq. They got in each other's face and they made things happen. Like I don't care if you have to. The bitch slap your boy in the in the in the locker room. Obviously, like it's better to not do that. But if it gets him going, then yeah, like bitch slap your real boy. Like it is what it is. Yeah, all right. you 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 I bitch feel slap like, Shaq. You, know, <laughs> you, you do that. I'll be right over here. You do that. You let me see how that I mean, works out for you. Know, you know, it is what it is. Like Kobe, Kobe knew what it was. Like he was ready to get beat up, but he was like, I'm still gonna say my part. That's the thing, though. And he said that when Kobe and Shaq sat down on NBA TV and they had that interview, yeah, whatever, with each other. Um, he said that. He was like, I came to the, to the gym early in the morning and you were already there. And he's like, I knew what I was going to get. I knew you were going to beat me up probably, but I didn't give a fuck because it got us going. <laughs> so sure. sometimes, you know what? You know, I'm not saying this is anywhere near that type of hostility, but... You know, if there has to be something said, if there, you know, if something has to be said or done or whatever, I feel like this team is there now. Like they have that type of relationship where 
you know, they they can make it happen. But Harden has to show up. I hope it goes to seven games. I see it going seven games. And to be honest with you, I don't see anyone beating the Warriors. I just don't. Um, <laughs> too with many the things way they're to playing, answer for. Like, too many parts. Yeah. To, too many parts to And they play to. as a team. I mean, I'm just giving you stats. Here. Like they're number one in pass. I mean, third in passes, but like they're number one off-ball screens. Like they, they, the Pelican series that last game, game five, they two point them to death. That whole third quarter, they two point. There was no three. It was like barely any three. It was just all twos. Like they, t- they could do this to a lot of teams. And I know you know why? Because it's because spacing. Yeah, it's they spacing. don't need. They don't need to worry about double teaming. Like my man KD is is six foot fourteen, and he's out <laughs> <Seven> here, <point. laughs> he's out here like being guarded by. It doesn't matter who he's being guarded by. He will still get that jumper going that mid-range and it's gonna it's gonna he's not gonna knock those down all day you know what i mean yeah. then you have play who's uh, uh, you know the sp- splash bro and you have like steph curry came back in the first game he came off the i know <laughs> and my man had 28 points in 20 minutes he had a three the first shot he took took a three and it was in it was just like, like nothing like what like how do you how do you even compete with that Draymond's playing great, yeah, and Draymond's great. absolutely right. Draymond can give you eight points a game. It don't matter because you know why? He changes everything about how the other team approaches them. Like, yeah. he's that factor. You know what I mean? Like, Draymond is the guy that everyone hates unless he's on your team. That's true, actually. He's a like, you hate level. this guy on the court. Like, you're just like, you know, you want to rip your hairs out because you're just like, I don't know what to do about this. And, you know, I hope they're careful and, the, and nothing happens to, you know, that's super crazy and gets physical where, you know, he's going to, most of the time, he takes the blame for that like he has to. And, you know, I hope they don't suspend him again, like, for a game. Yeah. So you like, got rock. I hope the rant doesn't pull his tough guy thing this this series. <laughs> who are they gonna get on Capella? Who's who's gonna who's who's the guy for Capella? Who's who do you get off of the Golden State uh, team that guards Capella and, and stops those alley oops from happening? Durant, I guess. McGee for me, but well, they even play McGee. Javale, I was gonna say Javale too. I would I would switch up that Hamptons five thing and get because I don't think I'm not sure Durant's gonna be able to pull that off defensively. With, with Clint. If you have Durant center, you know you can just dribble the ball then once he gets it. And Capel's so slow. So he basically just drive by well, yeah. everybody. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. On, on offense, cool. But defending yeah. Capella, I yeah. don't, you don't need, you know, Capella making barbecue chicken out of Durant. Draymond Green's pretty out. athletic. Yeah. Draymond Green's pretty athletic and tough. I mean, he did, did well against Anthony Davis. So I assume he's going to do well against Clint Capella. We'll see. Is he tall enough, though? No, it's not about. The thing about Green is. Can not, Capella shoot? Not really. He's just more I like a I wild guy. I think so. Right. Okay. So Green's that... more afla- Green is more of athleticism and intelligence because he's got really intelligent on defense. So he'll figure it out something. He might pressure him off, might steal the ball when he gets it or something like that. So, okay. I mean. So yeah, maybe the Hamptons Five. I'll. I'll <laughs> what do you think of the Hamptons Five? You think that's a goofy nickname or it's just the right name for of this course group? It's a goofy nickname. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I hope it goes seven. Um, I think you know the Western Conference Finals are the finals for me. <laughs> is it just the finals for you? You don't think the East? <laughs> well, I, I mean, no disrespect to LeBron, of course, because you know that's the Cavaliers and Celtics. But 
I mean, yeah, I think I agree with you, but I, I way I see is I think Ghosty's gonna win in six. It's just my opinion. I want to know who she has uh, between the Celtics and and um and the Cavs. Yeah, who you have in that matchup? Um, here's the thing. I'm very impressed with how Boston is playing. I think they're they you know they don't really have like a like a star star. You know, they have Al obviously who's been great, um, but they don't have you know like a Westbrook or any, anything like that. They have a really good team, a lot of young guys. I mean, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are killing it right now. Um, you know, they have Marcus Smart back, uh, who makes questionable decisions on offense, but <laughs> defensively, you know, he gives you a lot. I mean, I think he's important when he's out there. Um, you know, and, and Al's been great also. So they're very interesting. You know, they're playing... I don't think anyone, even like my my boy who covers um, who covers the Celtics. You know, I was there. I was out there in March. Actually, it was for an OKC game because I always make sure I see my guys. So, and they lost that on on literally Mello missing free throws, which is bullshit. But um, you know, I was out there, and he was telling me, yeah, like I don't see how they they'll make it past the first round now that it was happening. Like the like Kyrie was out and no one knew if he was coming back because he was listed as day to day. And then the, and then the news came out that he um, had the had the surgery. So I found out a day before, um, like the night before, it was kind of out in the news, and I was like, oh shit, they're definitely not going to make it then like Boston is done and then all of a sudden like you have Terry Rozier like killing it you know scary Terry is out here and I was telling KG last week I had I made this little video because I was at the I was at a studio at TNT yeah and at area 21 and I was like predictions like who do you got in the finals and I was was like scary Terry like Boston come on he's like I'd like to think so but he's like I don't know yet I don't know yet so, you know, and he said it with a, with a lot more energy because KG is a maniac, energetic person. You gotta <laughs> um, love him, though. And I love him, yes. But, um, you know, in my opinion, they're they're right there. I feel, I feel like they're better. They can perform. I don't I don't know if they're better talent wise, but they can absolutely perform better than the Raptors did, and 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 give the Cavs kind of like what Indiana. Indiana did, but with more flair. Does that make sense? It's Jason Tatum and those guys. Well, coaching is going to be a factor, but as much as Brad Stevens can do coaching-wise, he's going to be the person exactly. executing Brad it. Stevens is, 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 the biggest, is the biggest factor here. He's absolutely amazing. Yeah, so he has to figure out the LeBron problem, and then from there, then they can have a chance to win against the series. But, you know, for that series, I, I got I got Cavs in six, only because I give the Boston at least two games, but I wouldn't be shocked if it goes seven and Celtics just win it. I got Celtics in six. Celtics in six? Yeah. I got Celtics in six. I think they are a much better team than Cleveland. I don't think they're scared of Cleveland at all, even with their yeah, pieces missing. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think they're intimidated by anybody on the Cavs. I think every member of Cle- every member of the Celtics is ready to play lockdown defense, and they're not going to be getting those easy threes that they got with everybody else. That's absolutely not going to happen. I think Marcus Smart defensively can do what he can do against LeBron. I think I think J.R. Smith is going to get locked up. I definitely think that uh, y- your man. Um, 
Who? Uh, what was his name? Shoots the threes. Kevin Love. Kevin Love's Kevin gonna Love? get bullied all over the court. Like they're not gonna have that. And and point guard wise, Scary Terry's gonna have his way. So he's playing like he's like Kyrie Irving two point or something. But he's hitting all those shots. <laughs> I know, but that's what surprised me. He did, like we making threes every time I see I see him take a three. He's like it's gonna go in. I'm like I don't even I don't even watching this. I'm like it's gonna go in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I I got the Celts. I got I got the Celtics in in six. I see, like, I, I, I feel that. Um, you said, you know, you guys said, someone said that you have to figure out the LeBron thing. I don't think you have to figure out the LeBron thing. With the Cavs, LeBron can give you 40 a night, 40-point triple-doubles a night. I don't care. LeBron's going to get his. He's an incredible player. Never seen anything like that before. He's a force, right? But here's the thing. Like he said, like you guys said, it. They're not scared. Like, the Celtics are not scared to get in your face. I feel like the Raptors were scared. It was a mental thing. It was a mental thing. They get in there. The Ce- First of all, Celtics fans, they have they have home court advantage. Celtic fans are freaking insane. crazy. Yeah, They're yeah. insane. They absolutely take the energy out of the other team. Um, they do. It's I've never seen anything like that. Like, it's absolutely crazy. I don't even and, go to Boston just to kick it. Like, Forget a game. <laughs> Being a New Yorker, I don't show my face in Boston to do anything. I just don't root for Yeah, Boston. I'm a Laker fan, guys, and I still went, and I was like, I hate this, but damn, this is crazy. You know? Yeah. Like, it is what it is. And also, I really, I, like, as, uh, like I said, I'm a Laker fan, but as hard as it is to say this, I really enjoy watching this team. You know, I don't enjoy watching the Cavs because, you know, yes, J.R. Smith can give you 15 points, one game, and then the next game, you know, it's zero points, and Tristan Thompson is a bum. Like, <laughs> like, bro, bro, you come to New York, and you walk around with your side piece, opening doors for her, like, you don't know you can just text her and I have knew, a meet at the I hotel. I knew that was coming, like, she called him a bum. I knew because <laughs> he's been playing good basketball, so I knew the bum thing had to be personal. I was just waiting for the rest of this to come like, on out. these guys, like, not know how side chicks work? Like, let me tell you, I know a lot of NBA players, guys. I know how this works. Here's what happens. You are smart, so you literally tell her where to meet you. You give her a room number, leave her a key, and send a car to get her. You don't ride with her around town when you're dating, and and you're literally expecting a child with one of the most famous faces in the world. And then, you know what? Okay, I'm not going to go. Too late. Too late. We're already, like, deep in it. We're, we're already in the weeds now. Like, I don't know why you back it. off at this point. J.R. J- 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 Smith is interesting because J.R. Smith is, like, the ultimate definition of life itself. Because it's like you can be really hot and then you can be really cold. So you can be really good in something and then your career and then you can be really down on it. So, but I, the way I see it, I know people say he's a good defender. I don't believe that hype because I know how defenders are. He's just really a guy who just plays aggressively and pushes most of the time. They don't call it, of course. But I, for me, I think the Cavaliers, listen, if LeBron's going to get 40 and triple double, they're not going to win this series. Like he could get 20 and they probably will lose. Like that's how bad the Cavs are. And the Celtics, really, it's if Jalen Brown plays well, Tatum plays well, Rozier plays well. I mean, old Al Hofer plays well. Um, that bench plays well. And, of course, Brad Stevens coaching. It's got to factor into this. But maybe he's figured out something that we don't know yet. And I want to see it on Sunday. And hopefully it, it, game one becomes a maybe uh, they the Boston wins by 10. And then that oh, everybody's going to be like, oh, is this LeBron's last couple of games before he leaves or something? Yes, Let's start I, that yes I see that exact <laughs> same thing because I didn't even mention Al Horford when I was making all my comparisons. And I know they don't have anything for him. 
So come on, man. Like this, 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 this thing is basuda. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's true. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Done deal. Done deal. We we yeah. I agree. I agree. I see. I I got Celtics in six. I I see this. You know, since I have a lot of friends on the on the Cavs side. Um, you know, I'm not a Cavs fan, obviously, but I will go with the Cavs. I just definitely see this even going seven games because of just like the grit of of the Celtics and how well they've you know have shown up against other teams. Let's see. It should be it should be a good one. If Kyrie and Gorham Hayward were playing this game, what would the series be then? Oh uh, God, Celtics! Celtics in five. I would say Celtics in five. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Kyrie. Kyrie is a is a game closer. Like if these games go really close and yeah. the Cavs somehow win because you know LeBron or whoever, I again I don't think LeBron was well defended with with the Raptors. I think Pacers did a much better job of that. I feel like the Celtics will as well. Um, yeah, but Kyrie is like is like that guy that would just I don't think LeBron or anyone else on the Cavs like really likes to see like come in the into the game. Like it's like the Kawhi thing. Ka- like, Kobe. He, closed, no, he Kawhi. closed those games yeah. down for the Cavs. He was the game closer, not LeBron. Exact exactly. So I don't think the you know if if, if Kyrie was in this, it would have been a definite you know Celtics bet for me. I'd be thinking sweep. Like I'd, I'd be it, for me, it would just be a matter of I, if they sweat. I think if Celtics are fully healthy by next year, they might be Golden State. I can see that. I, I think it'll be a better matchup than what we got than than what's what's coming now. But, it's true. It's but true. the three the three top teams for me right now, the three top teams are the Celtics, Golden State, and Houston. Like Absolutely. Those, for me, the, those are the those are the that's the top of the food chain, and everybody else is trying to catch up. Those were smartly built. Athletic, long, sniper-based teams with a lot of passing and and a and lot defense. of hard nosed defense and very, very, very well coached. And I don't think yeah. with with the Spurs maybe rounding out number four, but just off the strength of coaching because they don't have the talent with Kawhi out. But um, oh my God, if Kawhi comes to New York though, no, that's happening. You, you have any word on Kawhi coming to New York? Of course okay. he does. So he just can't here's, tell us. Here's the thing. Here's I the knew thing. it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, so Kawhi, Kawhi's agent, yeah, uh, the CAA, is the same agent who represents D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really cool with D'Lo. D'Lo's like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't do anything. Uh, also, shout out to D'Lo. His mom just got married yesterday. Oh, oh salute! Congratulations. Love <laughs> <laughs> I know. So they were they were out there. Him and his brother Tone. Um, who are you know they're they're the homies, but you know I heard something about um, Kawhi's agent trying to get him to play here with D'Lo. D'Angelo uh, Russell. Yeah, D'Lo. What, the Nets. The Nets. Boo. The Nets. That would be disgusting. Oh the my Nets. God! Talk about a downward move. That's because not, that's because not, oh, listen, that's awful. Because it could be, they, they could be like, okay, this is going to be your team. There's some good young talent on that Nets team. I mean, Listen, I'm not lie Spencer, that, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie and those guys, like, they get their own. D'Lo was having a great season before he stupidly got hurt, and I told him, I was like, you're a bum. Um, 
my my man like we were hanging out and he could barely like walk up the stairs and I was like what the hell is going on with you and he's like ah he's like I don't know I don't know I'm like stupid <laughs> um so yeah like D D is very good offensively he knows he has to work on some things defensively and kind of make his game more um you know better overall I guess but that's a thing like guys you know when. <laughs> Agents, why do you think Tristan Thompson got that crazy contract? Why do you think J.R. Smith is still with, with LeBron? They all are represented by Rich Paul. Rich Paul is one of the best in the game. He drives a hard bargain, and he makes sure his guys stay together. So, you know, I that's why I wasn't like, oh, this could really be a thing. Yes, the Nets, and everyone's like, what? What the fuck? Why? Why would Kawhi want to do that? But... That could be a thing, you know. Agents really push that. That so, would be an awful thing. Yeah, that's a, that'll be awful. But that, that's how but, but yeah, works. But yeah, I mean, Paul George is represented also by him, and everyone's like, "Oh, Paul George may be Nets also, or he, he also, yeah." And he also represents. And no, it's like things you what, hear. What the hell they try to take over New York with this? Oh, you, I mean, if they flood us with good players, but listen, sending them to Brooklyn. But listen, he also represents. Um, uh julius randall so lakers so that's a thing so you know people like to have these thoughts but Kawhi has been in new york for a while now already for like a couple months uh rehabbing and doing all this stuff and uh you know gordon hayward is out in indiana like a lot of guys can work out wherever they want and rehab wherever they want but Kawhi is here in new york so let's i don't know let's see what happens if he goes to I know he wants, he wants he wants it to be a big market. He doesn't want to go to like a like a boring city. So it may as well be the Knicks or the, or the Nets, I don't know. That would be so suspect if he went to the Nets. That would be the dumbest thing in life. That would be oh god. Dumbest thing in life. It would be but what if he brings them a title then now the be marketing bad. money is always going to be the Knicks. There's no yeah. there's no way to get past that. I, I don't like the Nets can go get a title and they would still be little brother to the Knicks. Disappoint me right now with this news. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that really sucks. But like, it's okay. It's okay. Just like peed on my, the, the, on my But Friday. this is good stuff and I appreciate it. So I ask you this last question before I let you go. You're Lakers, right? Yeah, I know you had the yeah. Lonzo Ball drama throughout the whole season and they finished kind of strong and everything and um what do you think of them next season you think they're actually going to be a playoff contender this year or, i mean next season or you think they have a few pieces away before they can we can't even say that so i think you know they want to make some moves this summer i think the biggest move they need to make is re-sign julius randall because he absolutely took his game to another level his body to another level you know he's very He's like ripped right now. He went um, from you know doing mild conditioning to you know doing it every day and really getting himself um, fit and in the right kind of mindset that he needs to be in. And he's been playing accordingly too. Like he he absolutely killed it in the last couple of months. So um, I think re-signing is important. I think going after a free agent is also important. Yeah, but. Most of all, you know, I was just talking to Kuz about this. Kuz was out um, in Atlanta the days that I was there. Um, and, you know, he feels the same way where it's like he, they kind of want to keep this young court together. They love each other. They make fun of each other. They're funny. They're fun. You know, he kind of said this on, um, on on Skip Bayless's show the other day, too, on the box. 
you know, he said uh, they kind of didn't know how to win some of the games. Like, it was close games, but they didn't know how to close out games and win them in the beginning of the season because it was all so new, you know, playing with each other and all that. And they kind of figured it out at the end of the season. And they almost made the – like, they were they were six games away, I think, from making the playoffs. Um, you know, if you factor in those, whatever, 12 games in the beginning of the season where they could have won, they would have easily been in that eighth or seventh spot. And I, I believe I believe that. I believe in that, you know. Lonzo was hurt for some of the season, but he's a great player. From what I see, like, he's getting there, you know. Um, he just this the consistency thing. Kuz is amazing. Thank God for that twenty seven pick. Yeah, who saw that and, coming? Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. Interesting. Yeah, like I, I believe in the, in these guys. Like, yes, we definitely need another like so, like we need something. You know, we need star power. We need to resign Randall, and the vibe is good with these guys. So. They're fun. They're fun to watch. They're more fun than when, you know, Dwight and Nash were there. So, <laughs> All right. We'll see then. All right. So before I let, before I let you go, Victoria, uh, just shout out everybody, your Twitter and your Instagram account. People can follow you on the, on the latest stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Do I need, Do I really need more followers? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's Count on Vic on Twitter and Instagram, and it's just a lot of NBA jokes and uh polls and uh pick like obnoxious pictures of me with nba players basically that's all you know. all right cool we'll be in touch on anything thank you for being on the show though thank you guys so much i'm gonna have you come in and sit and do my relationship show right after just just keeping you <laughs> on your toes just let me know hit me up i'm there we'll do man. have a good night thank you guys all right all right that's a good stuff right there um she gave us a lot of good stuff Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of inside stuff <laughs> we didn't know. Y'all, 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 you guys take that and do with it what you will. Hit us up on the comments. Let us know what you think about the stuff you heard. Let us know uh, what your thoughts are on some of these theories that we just yeah. crackpotted around with. Her her opinion on some of the players. Let us uh, know Mello, on uh, Kawhi, you stuff that's just like, oh, my yeah, God, what? Mind-blowing stuff. Oh. Let us know. But hit us up and let us know what you think when you see uh, us posting this up. In the meantime, let's get the hell out of here. Let yeah, we got to go out. So you can follow me at Morinus10. I'm over at Mr. Mech. And you can follow all the latest episodes on SoundCloud and on iTunes. See you next week. Peace.